It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 21st, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's win over the New Orleans Pelicans and how defense has truly become the Magic's calling card, and it was certainly something the Magic relied on heavily to defeat the Pelicans by such a large amount. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by going onto iTunes or onto the Himalaya Podcast app to find your favorite te- to find your team's podcast. Want to catch up on the Miami Heat and their win over the San Antonio Spurs and how they're doing in the playoff chase? Check out Locked On Heat. Yes, we do have Tuesday circled on our calendars for that big, big game, and, and, and the collision course is already well underway. You want to get a heads up on the Memphis Grizzlies after their big overtime win over the Houston Rockets? Check out Locked On Grizzlies. There's also Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball, too, to get you set for everything going on in the, lock, in the NBA world from the national perspective. And yes, with the NCAA tournament coming up, there's Locked On College Podcast as well. Just search for your favorite college team, too. You can find all this on iTunes, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you get podcasts, including now the Himalaya Podcast app. You can find it all there just by searching for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Remember, the Locked On Podcast I work. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic taking on the New Orleans Pelicans Wednesday as their homestand hits the midway point, the third game of this five-game homestand. And this was another game that felt a little bit like a trap in some ways. Uh, Obviously, New Orleans is two games worse than the Magic, so not a team that's significantly worse than Orlando, but one that the Magic would have to beat if they're going to keep pace in this playoff race. These are games you've got to take care of, especially on your home floor. The Pelicans also offer a lot of challenges because despite everything, they're fourth in pace. And so if your defense isn't sharp, if your offense isn't sharp, if you make mistakes, they will pounce on them quickly. Alfred Payton entered the game having recorded five straight triple-doubles. Julius Randle was playing the best basketball of his career. Jaleel Okafort's come into his own. And so even with injuries, New Orleans was a dangerous team, but yes, a beatable one. And really, from 
the opening tip, Orlando kind of made it clear that New Orleans was going to have a tough time in this game. Even with turnovers, even with mistakes, Orlando was in firm control, really from the beginning of the game. In fact, the Magic never trailed. And except for maybe a stretch in the second quarter, Orlando's defense was on point throughout. New Orleans shoots just 37.3% from the floor on 102 field goal attempts, just 10 of 34 from beyond the arc. They commit 13 turnovers themselves. The Magic block 10 shots, and the Magic lead by as much as 35 points in a 119-96 victory. Orlando with 68 first-half points to 46 for New Orleans. Orlando with 98 points after three quarters. The game was over, statistically, after three quarters. And really, New Orleans made just one push at the lead, cutting the, cutting the deficit to 15 after Orlando committed three early turnovers in the third quarter. The Magic had 11 in the first half, 11 turnovers in the first half, but New Orleans could never take advantage. The Magic's defense ultimately proving to be too good. And so up by 15 in the third quarter, New Orleans making their push. Well, how does Orlando respond? They go on a 15-0 run to make it a 30-point game. New Orleans misses all six of its shots. They turn the ball over once. They are blocked twice. And the Magic put the game on ice. Again, from the very beginning, this game was in Orlando's hands. The Pelicans missed 13 of their first 14 shots. And yeah, some of it was... Close shots that that you expect them to make. New Orleans dropped the ball a little bit early on. But give the Magic this much credit. Give the Magic their due. They contested a lot of those rebounds. They contested a lot of those shots close to the basket. They made them difficult. And so even though New Orleans was able to get into the paint, even though New Orleans was able to, to beat kind of the first line of defense, they couldn't beat the second. And when they tried to kick out, the Magic scrambled well and got the stops that they needed. It wasn't a clean game by any stretch of the imagination, but Orlando did plenty to earn the win. Well, I mean, you know, we've had bad moments, but, you know, uh, overall we've we've been good uh, lately. Uh, Just being locked in, uh, having ball pressure, just being physical. Uh, Could be better at times, obviously, but I thought tonight was a really good effort. Like, Like I said, we had a stretch for like two, three minutes where uh, we turned the ball over and fouled a little bit, but good effort tonight. And no doubt it was. The Magic were, again, in control for most of the game. They really did not get challenged very much, at least uh, on the scoreboard. Orlando had control. They, they made their shots. They made their three-pointers, 15-38 to 38 for the game, uh, and really didn't get tested very much or, or, or didn't have to exert themselves so, so much because they took care of their business. I mean, I, I, I think it's very much like Sunday's game It was a professional win. The Magic did what they had to do to get the win, and they they got the win. I mean, I I don't think it needs much further explanation than that. Orlando certainly did the work early, and and that's important, as as, as I've kind of noted, as I've noted on the site, and I'll probably talk about a little bit more on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. The Magic did their work early. The Pelicans missing 13 of the first 14 shots. The Magic were able to stake themselves a little bit of elite. They did it early because Aaron Gordon put pressure on Julius Randle, defending him extremely well throughout the game. Randle 
only one of nine from the floor. But more importantly, getting into foul trouble early because Aaron Gordon took a charge to give him a second foul because Aaron Gordon pushed, you know, put the pressure on him off the dribble. And then when Randall came back in in the second quarter, Gordon drew another charge on Randall, having him pick up his third foul and essentially taking him out for the entire first half of the game. Orlando got great contributions throughout the roster, whether it was Jonathan Isaac climbing back to get blocks or Terrence Ross doing Terrence Ross things and hitting threes or Evan Fournier having a great shooting night or Nikola Vucevic challenging shots around the basket as he tried to fight for rebounds or Aaron Gordon being able to hit shoot efficiently, especially in the third quarter when two three-pointers really gave the Magic that, that big push in that 15-0 run. Orlando had a lot of things working. The turnovers were an issue, no doubt about it. 11 turnovers in the first half, three in the third quarter, but they didn't turn the ball over after about the midway point in the third quarter, even when the Magic's bench group came in. They were the far superior team in this game. They moved the ball perfectly for open shots, 28 assists on 46 field goals. They made their shots, and they used their defense to lead it all. And that's really been the big thing for this Magic team, especially in this stretch, is that their defense has really taken over. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's run through the final stats for you real fast on this one again. There's really not a lot of talk about it in this game. Orlando took care of their business, played some fantastic defense, played some fantastic offense, and that's really all there is to it. Aaron Gordon with 20 points, 7 for 15 shooting, 4 for 7 from beyond the arc, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, just had a really balanced and fun game. I I love it when Aaron Gordon has games like this, and, and I, I firmly believe he will get a triple-double at some point. Probably not this year, but he will join the triple-double club at some point in his career because his passing has come such a long way. And in this game, he was just patient. Um, he, he didn't settle for mid-range jumpers. He got to the basket. He's got this this slow Euro step that looks very deliberate and, and kind of clunky sometimes, but it, it, the, the change of pace really draws, takes players out of their rhythm and he's able to draw fouls and he did a great job getting the foul line as well. But he made his three-pointers, he made his shots, uh, and that was a big boost for Orlando, especially in the third quarter. Played some fantastic defense. I, I love when Aaron Gordon has games like this. Evan Fournier led the Magic in scoring with 22 points on 9 for 13, shooting 3 for 5 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. Made his first 4 or 5 shots, was was really just strong all the way around. Making baskets is such a big part of Evan Fournier's game, and he made his first couple. They were wide open. He seemed very, very relieved to have made his first couple shots. And from there, uh, you could just feel the confidence. Uh, his in-between game started working a lot better. Uh, and, and you know, while he did force some things, he had three turnovers, was part of the turnover problems. Um, he was drawing attention from the defense, and that freed up everyone else. DJ Augustin was a central driver for this game, too. D- 
DJ Augustin finishing with 13 points, 5 for 8 shooting, 7 assists. He was able to get wherever he wanted on the floor. I mean, Alfred Payton could not keep him in front. And Augustin was just kind of dribbling around, finding holes, finding areas for him to uh, to, to get, again, where he wanted to go, to get uh, to the basket, draw the defense in, and kick out to open shooters. Uh, he really had his pick of the litter, so to speak. Uh, and the Magic offense just hummed perfectly as it ran through him. And, uh, you know, again, just, uh, again, so many guys just played really solidly throughout the night. Nikola Vucevic was one of the guys that didn't, actually. 15 points, 5 for 14 shooting, but off those misses, he had 5 offensive rebounds and 17 total rebounds. He had 10 rebounds, or 10 plus rebounds after one quarter. So doing a lot of work on the glass, tipping tipping the ball to himself, tipping the ball back to the basket and getting his own rebound. New Orleans just didn't have the size to match up with him. He struggled early on. He was 1 for 7, I believe, to start the game, but found his rhythm in the second half. Started making his post shots and again. New Orleans had no answer for him. Once he got going in the second half, once he kind of got out of that early slump, uh, he was just automatic. Didn't make his threes, didn't make his outside shots, so a lot of it was happening in the post, but New Orleans didn't have the size to deal with him anyway. Whether it was Randall, whether it was Okafor, whether it was Sheik Diallo, it didn't matter. Terrence Ross, 19 points, 7 for 13, shooting 5 for 10 from beyond the arc. Um, just made everything. Um, you know, this was a Terrence Ross game. This is a this is the typical Terrence Ross game. Comes around the screen, just give him a little bit of space, he'll fire. Had a four-point play that turned into a six-point play because he missed the free throw. Ken Birch got the rebound, kicked back out to him for three at the end of the first quarter. That gave the Magic a 39-25 lead and just a, a momentum killer for New Orleans. Not every day you see a six-point possession. The Magic took advantage of that and, and just continued to roll from there. And again, this everything seemed to work. Orlando does end up shooting just 45.1% from the floor, but a lot of that came late in the game. Like Jarrell Martin, 0 for 3. Jaron Grant, 2 for 5. Emil Jefferson, 1 for 2. Melvin Frazier missed all three of his shots. Um, that, that bench unit, that deep bench unit was minus 10. Uh, so this game was really not a 23-point game. It was really a 33-point game, as Alvin Gentry pointed out afterward. It was just a very poor effort from New Orleans overall. Um, the Magic just got whatever they wanted. They were shooting better than 50% for most of the game. New Orleans rarely eclipsed 40%. They end up shooting 37.3% from the floor, 10 for 34 from beyond the arc, just 13 free throw attempts. They turned the ball over 13 times for 13 Magic points. Orlando, uh, and I think these are the amazing stats, Orlando held New Orleans to 23 of 55 shooting in the paint. They held them to 18 fast break points. So New Orleans did get out on the break a little bit. But Orlando just dominated everywhere else. 52 points in the paint, um, led by as much as 35, made 15 three-pointers, and just dominated this game in every facet you can think of. It's just, this matchup was really good to the Magic. Yes, Anthony Davis didn't play. Anthony Davis uh, flew home after being with the team on this road trip. For a personal matter, it didn't matter. The Magic just dominated this game completely from start to finish. They win the game 119 to 96. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
And what's what's really become clear, and what I thought, I mean, and, and this isn't news, the Magic are very reliant on their defense. That's essentially who this team is. They are a defensive team. The stats back this up. The reality backs this up. That defense is what drives this team. Orlando now is 7th in the league in defensive rating. Since the All-Star break, they're in the top 5. Their last three games are giving up a paltry 90 points per 100 possessions. And I know those three games are Cleveland, Atlanta, a very good offensive team, and New Orleans, also a very good offensive team. It's impressive, but small sample size, yada, yada, yada. And they're, they, those are all at home. But it, 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 it amazed me in this game to watch the Magic's defense at work. They were as sharp as I've seen them play in a very long time. And and this team's played some very good defense this year. The final tally for the Magic, uh, obviously 96 points allowed is, is the one that matters. But the final tally for the Magic, uh, statistically, was New Orleans scored 93.2 points per 100 possessions. Magic at 115.5. To hold this team to less than a hundred points, less than a point per possession, is pretty darn impressive. And you don't need the numbers to, to say that. You watched them play from very early on. They were flying to the ball. When they got past the first level of defense, teammates were there to wall off the paint, to pack the paint and make it hard to pass it back out. And when they did, they rotated out there quickly. The help side was in perfect position to cut off any interior passes. They made New Orleans make difficult passes and take difficult shots. When they got the rebound, when they got close to the basket, the Magic challenged those shots, made them very difficult. It wasn't just about the 10 blocks, which were really nice. Orlando was everywhere. And that's who this team is and who this team wants to be. Yeah, we got some uh, really talented guys on the defense. And... Um, we're all tied together, and when you put the, the system and, and the talent together, the technique is starting to come together. We're, we're starting to help each other. Uh, it's hard to guard anybody in this league one-on-one. So now it's uh, three people to the ball, uh, uh, two people you know, helping recover. This is always what Steve Clifford said the Magic would have to do, and it, it's taken some time for, for the team to really understand these defensive concepts. They've shown plenty of flashes throughout the year. They've been a top 10 defensive team for a little while now. It has clicked. But this is the time you're supposed to be peaking. This is the time, especially with where the Magic are in the playoff race, every game matters. Every moment matters and every possession matters. There's there's weight to everything that this team does. And you know, starting the All-Star break with six of eight games on the road was very difficult. And now they're, they've got a nice little five-game homestand. They're taking advantage of that part of the schedule, and we'll see if this defense travels. It, it's going to have to with the with the teams that the Magic are getting set to play. But this is at the heart of who the Magic want to be. And they drafted a guy like Jonathan Isaac, and, and yes, a guy like Mo Bamba, even though he's hurt. It was with the idea that they would have this immense length and defensive ability 
to close down the paint and make life hard for their opponents. And that's what the Magic do. When the Magic are at their best, it's because of their defense. Their offense is what it's going to be, honestly. Against Atlanta, Orlando could barely make a shot. They struggled offensively in that game. But against one of the best offenses this league is seeing right now, certainly one of the best offenses since the All-Star break, Orlando shut them down. It was their defense that led the way. And once again in this game, against New Orleans, again, one of the best offenses since the All-Star break, it was their defense that led the way. And it's always going to be the Magic's defense that's most important. It is the biggest single improvement the Magic have made. And frankly, we always ask ourselves, what can this team do at an elite playoff level? And it's honestly defense. Statistically, at least, it's defense. It's not perfect by any means. The Magic had their lulls even in this game against New Orleans. A lot of that because of turnovers. And consistency is an issue game to game. As good as the Magic have been and as much as the Magic should count on their defense, they lay a dud from here and there. Take that Washington game last week. Orlando no-showed defensively in the first half. They put in an incredible defensive effort in the second half to even make that game close. But that's not enough for them. They need 48 minutes against most teams to really have a chance to win. And that fight for consistency is still the fight for the rest of the season. But the Magic are very comfortable saying their defense is ultimately what leads the way. Yeah, I think, you know, tonight our defense was great. You know, our, our activity, you know, it wasn't always perfect. We made mistakes, but, you know, we were able to really recover for some of those. And uh, we're just you know, really aggressive, you know, all over the floor. And uh, that's what we need to do. And obviously we do have a lot of length, especially with when it's AG and myself out there. And uh, they can cover a lot of space for us. So tonight it was a really good example. Uh, but our defense was really good for 48 minutes. The Magic will need defensive efforts like they had on Wednesday as well as on Sunday the rest of the season with just 10 games left and a game and a half to make up. Of course, we do know one of those games will come at Miami on Tuesday. And we also know that Miami still has a game in hand, which they will play, if I'm not mistaken, on the penultimate night of the season against Philadelphia before they head to Brooklyn to take on the Brooklyn Nets in a game that Brooklyn may very well need to make the playoffs. This journey is... Long and crazy. We'll get into that a little bit more, I think, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. And don't forget, you can also... Find the podcast in addition to those other places I mentioned over at the Himalaya podcast app. Definitely check that out. But that's going to do it for me today. Today, I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rosson Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.